Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. This podcast is funded by the Chartered College of Teaching and listeners like you. To support our work and to gain access to exclusive content, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists. Hi, I'm Dr. Megan Samaraki, and this is a bite-sized research episode of the Learning Scientist podcast, where we briefly describe research on a specific topic. Last month during our bite-sized research episode, I talked about a paper by Jennifer McCabe that was specifically looking at students' understanding of effective study strategies and not-so-effective study strategies. And she was looking at students who were learning about different study strategies across some of their classes, some of them learning a little bit about it more in passing, so students in introduction to psychology who might learn a little bit about learning, but in this broad context of learning about tons and tons of areas within psychological science. And then some students who were specifically taking a seminar where they were learning about the research applying cognition to education and explicitly learned about these effective study strategies. And then, of course, she compared this to students who weren't learning about these things at all. And she found that overall, students have a really difficult time distinguishing between effective study strategies and not so effective study strategies. It got a little bit better when the students were learning about these study strategies extensively and were studying the research applying cognition to education, but it's still not as great as we might like. And of course, not every single student is going to take a specialized seminar in the application of cognition to education because that's just a really specialized class. Most of those students would be psychology majors. And then even within psychology majors, they would have to be specifically interested in cognitive psychology. And so the number of students across the world who are going to take a seminar like that is is pretty small. So today for our Bite Size episode, I'm going to continue this same theme. And I'm going to talk about a paper that was written by Kayla Moorhead, Matthew Rhodes, and Sarah Delosier. They published this paper in Memory in 2016, and they were looking again at whether or not students, this time students at Colorado State University, understood effective study strategies and and asked them basically, what do you do when you study? But also looked at instructors at Colorado State University and their understanding of effective study strategies. The, The idea being that while students may not understand the best ways for them to study, if instructors are giving the students instruction about what to do for their classes, semester after semester, we might be able to combat some of these issues, right? It's a similar idea to trying to talk with teachers in K through 12 education or primary and secondary education and talking about effective learning strategies because then those teachers can work with students using effective learning strategies and try to teach those strategies to the students. So what they did in their paper is they had uh, a number, a large number, I think it was like 200 or 300 college students at Colorado State uh, University. And then they had a number of college instructors, and that was about 150 instructors at Colorado State. And of those instructors, half of them, a little more than half, were tenure track, meaning that they were permanent professors at the university who were hired and specifically on a track to gain tenure, which would mean that they 
demonstrate excellence in teaching and excellence in their scholarship and then stay at that institution. And then um, just slightly under half of those instructors were people who were not tenure track. So either people who were in a position that was just teaching and not a permanent sort of scholarship and teaching position, graduate students who were serving as instructors. Many graduate students can teach once they earn their master's while they're working on their PhD. And then other types of people who are teaching in the classroom, academic advisors and and what have you. So uh, Moorhead and her colleagues surveyed these students and instructors asking the students what they do when when they study, asking the instructors what they think the students are doing when they study. And then they also used those scenarios from the McCabe paper that I talked about last time. So remember, these scenarios were pitting two strategies against one another, one of them being effective based on on the evidence that we have from cognitive psychology, and that one of them not being effective. So an example of this might be two students are studying for an exam. Student A studies all material for one unit the two days leading up to the exam. Student B starts studying two weeks before the exam, studying a little bit every day. Both students spend the same total amount of hours studying. So this is an example of this scenario. And the scenarios that Moorhead and her colleagues used in this paper uh, were almost the same as the ones from the McCabe paper, but they did add a couple and sort of sort of change them but the idea is the same so in the example that I just gave you it's comparing a student who's cramming to a student who is spacing out their studying and if students and instructors are picking the evidence-based strategy they would say ah the student who's spacing should do much better than the student who's cramming and that should lead to longer more durable learning. So what Moorhead and her colleagues found was that students largely report using ineffective study strategies. So they will report using some strategies that are good. A number of the students reported that they utilized testing, so specifically 72%, though we know from prior research that a lot of times when students say that they're using testing, they're doing it just to check to see what they know and what they don't know, and not necessarily as a learning technique in itself, but still they're using it. Uh, But a lot of students also report rereading the material. So in this study, 67% said that they repeatedly read. So they are basically reporting the same types of things that we've seen in previous research. And then in terms of the scenarios, the students largely have a difficult time distinguishing between which scenarios are going to be helpful, so the effective strategy within the scenario versus the ones that are not going to be so helpful. What's interesting about this paper is that they also looked at the instructors. And so when you look at the instructors, you find that the university instructors are a little bit better than the students at determining which study strategies are going to be effective compared to the ones that are not but they're definitely not perfect. And this might seem a little bit surprising because we think, oh, university professors, they should be, they should know this stuff. And with, um, you know, our learning scientist team, we have a group of university professors who, who know this stuff. But it's important to keep in mind, university professors largely are not trained in teaching and learning strategies. The reason the learning scientist team, so myself, Cindy Niebel, Carolina Kubertetzel, and Althea Kaminsky 
are are really in the know about this is because that's our area of research our area of scholarship and we take the research and then apply it in our own teaching but most university professors are specialized in a different area so maybe clinical or counseling psychology or developmental psychology. They might look at how babies learn language. Or outside of the psychology department, there's going to be people who are looking at physics, people who are chemists, people who are sociologists. And so really the vast majority of university teachers are not primarily trained in evidence-based practice in terms of learning. And honestly, that is a big complaint at the university level that a lot of times the instructors don't get enough training on teaching and learning. And so what this paper really highlights is the importance of teaching not just students how to effectively study, but also trying to teach everybody effective ways of studying and learning so that university professors can sort of take a kind of a top-down approach and say, okay, students, here is something that's going to be really effective for you in this scenario. Here's something that's going to be really effective for you in another scenario, just to sort of build out the number of people who are more aware of evidence-based practice and utilizing evidence-based practice to help students learn because really it takes a village. It's not just going to be about one small group of people understanding something or even one group of people from one perspective talking about something. Learning scientists, we talk all the time about the importance of researchers talking with teachers. This is true for people who are researchers in different areas, who are also teaching in different areas. So in any case, this paper basically confirms a lot of the things that we've already thought and, again, highlights the importance of bi-directional communication, lots and lots of communication across lots and lots of different people to try to really maximize the learning that's going on Um, They also had some really interesting findings about learning styles. So since we talk about learning styles all the time here, I'll just briefly uh, note that of the about 300 students, about 58% of them said that they believe they have a specific learning style. And what was really interesting to me is that out of the 150 150 or so instructors in the study, 91% of them said they believe that students have different learning styles like visual or auditory learning. So that was really interesting too. So lots of interesting work there and I think it's really clear that we need more research on how people understand effective learning strategies and more research on how we teach people about effective learning strategies. So this was a bite-sized research episode of the Learning Scientist podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. This podcast is funded by the Chartered College of Teaching and listeners like you. To support our work and to gain access to exclusive content, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learningscientists.